Welcome to Conlanger, the podcast by constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley. And that's all. I'd, we're doing a short episode because beginning of the year we had a few issues getting things arranged, Williams out of town and such, but I wanted to throw this one out to you. Uh, those of you who have been following us for, for since the beginning probably remember episode 13 about uh, profanity, taboo words, and insults. Um, that was our first sort of really long Mondo episode. I think it was over uh, an hour and a half. And William actually asked me to cut part, cut it down in time because he was concerned about it being too long. Of course, we later had episodes that were over two hours, but you know, that was, that was, uh, his, uh, thinking at the time, and I sort of agreed to, uh, to it. So this is really the only episode that got really significant content edits, but some of that stuff was really good, uh, discussion material. So I saved all the bits that I, uh, cut out. So basically what follows here is going to be Essentially, uh, an extra long sort of outtake reel from, uh, the episode 13. That's before we started doing the outtakes, even. And, you know, it's, it's more than just, uh, random, random ramblings. There's, there's some very good discussion in there about, um, about dialects and, uh, a little bit of, little bit of sociolinguistics talk. And then, just a, a a little bit of Bianca being Bianca, and uh, so uh, for those of you who miss her on the show, and so uh, I will say that this is a little disjointed. I listen to it, it. I don't think there are any swear words in this, but anyway, without any further ado, here is the episode itself. Uh, Bonus material from episode 13. Do you hate dwarves now? I've always hated dwarves. It just <laughs> never came up. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we're mixing and matching intelligence and, and perceived <laughs> cultural values of people who are not living here. And, and this shows up again all, all over the world. So if you've got a good, a good rich con culture, you can, you know, use those. Um, as, as, as the basis for this sort of stuff as well. Um, I mean, the language we're going to be talking about later today, invented by Mark Rosenfelder, he's really good about this, about this sort of cultural borrowing and either cultural borrowing or using, saying we're not like those dirty neighbors to the south, so using those as, as insults and so forth. Yeah, yeah. like in Yaukio, the same thing, like, um, in the Urokar, um, region jesus um <clears throat> they have kind of like they're all the way off on the coast so they're kind of like 
your distant neighbors that are still kind of part of your country and like their phonology is well it's drastically different from like the standard so if you wanted to do a retard voice in Inyak, you'd probably use their dialect see I'm thinking now I had possibilities with this with Yelta because it has dialects of less prestige and it also has a particular tone distinction that can't be pronounced by creatures that lack a syrinx. So you could say they could put on the alien voice. Maybe I don't. Sure, sure. (laughs) I mean, I only invent languages for myself, so I don't have any of these. (laughs) Any of these things would never occur to me to do. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, you get a Actually, I'd never realized, I'd never written anything on these, but it's kind of complicated, because, like, in Inyauk, you have the one imperial city, which is where they kidnap the children that are smart and make them learn things. (laughs) And that's kind of off towards the mountains, and it's kind of central, but more towards the um, east, I guess. And, you know... Because they end up being kind of the ones with the most power, then their dialect is, of course, the prestige dialect. And then when you're off on the outskirts by the ocean, they're just like, yes, you stupid hillbilly farmers. Can't speak right. See, the thing is, I can see that going both ways, because I know, well, I know that Chinese will go both ways. In Mandarin, so there's there's this distinction between... um, alveolar fricatives and retroflex fricatives that is lacked in dialects all over, but it's mainly associated with um, southern China and Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah. Yeah, and that's used in some contexts as a negative, marking like, uh, like if you're in the north, it can mark an outsider or something that's viewed negatively. But it also has been, at least sort of in the the 90s or so, used positively because a lot of Taiwanese pop singers were very popular. Ah. So, and then eventually the Chinese government decided to uh, make it illegal for you to uh, affect a, a Taiwan accent on, on TV. Stop <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez. Okay, that's that's hysterical. Okay. Um <laughs> that's of cool. all the crazy things I've heard of them doing, why don't they put that one on the news? Uh but anyway, uh. we're actually over an hour already. Very, very quick story. I when I was starting to take Chinese, I went on to the PRT, which is our uh, at at WVU we have the you know, it's like a, a mini monorail with on-demand cars. But anyway, uh, transport system. This, I hear what sounds like a tonal language behind me. And it sounds like it has more tones than Mandarin. So I'm thinking maybe Cantonese, something. I look back, it's a black guy. I'm like, oh, he's speaking some tonal Bantu language. <laughs> he's, talking, or, he's talking on the phone. Or... Hausa, or not Hausa, or Yoruba, or it, not just the Bantu languages. There's lots of tonal languages. Yeah, I had yeah. a 
lovely bunch of people at work come in, and they I heard them, and I was like, I know this is a total language. And I asked them, and I believe it was Yoruba. Now, yeah. it was like yeah, yeah. I, I never, I never actually asked this guy, uh, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, let's back go to back Le. to Le, and uh, um, you never looked at the LCK? Are you kidding no, me? No, why would I look at it? <laughs> okay, I was inventing well, languages long before that existed, so it's not like you have to, but he... I never, like, came to the point where I was like, oh, I don't know what to do next. That <laughs> was that was one of the first things I, I came up on when I was starting inventing languages. Yes, um, but did but... you do a linguistics degree first and then start inventing languages? No, I did not. I started in high school. <laughs> Yes. So that is one thing. But I heard the stupidest... Um, there was a Bonanza episode where they had someone who's, I don't know, some traditional religious society, they didn't really name it, that uses used thou. But she was using thee the entire time in the nominal. No! I don't. I, 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 I'm sure there were people who were who did actually say it that way at that particular period in history. But there weren't like Quakers. I'm. I'm. She may have been a Quaker, but she. I don't know. She was very religiously devout. That's all that you could really tell. Yeah. But she used. Oh. People always misuse those forms. And I just checked. No, the imperative in Middle English is just the singular imperative is just the verb stem. Oh. And the plural ends in TH. Mm-hmm. So it would be uh, come hither. Yes. Just come hither. Or, or cometh hither, if you are speaking to several people. Cometh hither. Oh, do you really? The, do you, you use the plural for... If you were speaking to several people. Okay. Or at least Chaucer makes this distinction. I don't know if it was Tilshu and King James, but in any case. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, kids do this all the time. Right, they read a little Chaucer, and suddenly they're trying to, or Shakespeare, and they're trying to speak this way, and they no, no, doth and dust mean different things. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> let's not reinvent them. I'm not. not <laughs> I'm not good with the whole formality distinction thing. I don't like it. I heard uh, the 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 worst that I've seen is a friend of mine using them. But adding the S ending to a verb that had a helper. The, a verb that had an auxiliary attached. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> it goes on the auxiliary. It goes on, it, it's hath done, not have doeth, or whatever. No! Alright. I mean, that's probably. One... Oh. Uh, Maybe I think, edit that I out. Think we're done. <laughs> it's complaining about bad middling. <laughs> I think we're done. Yes. This part of the podcast may be cut out entirely. Yeah, that's I am I've been done for a good half an hour. Alright, thank you for listening and uh hopefully next time we'll have a another uh proper episode out. But uh I I really hope people enjoyed that and uh this is me signing off uh, remember conlanger at gmail.com all that stuff and happy conlanger thank you for listening to conlangery you can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com you can send questions comments or topic or featured language suggestions to conlangery at gmail.com 
To submit a Conlang or Natlang greeting for the top of the show, see our Contribute page for details. Web space for Conlangery is provided by the Language Creation Society, and our theme music is by Null Device. Thank you.